Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Awesome crank podcast guys we have uh we have uh chris willis here today what's up guys and chris is kind of a, a big part of the podcast he was one of the first guys show number come eight on. there you go show number eight and he actually uh accepted my offer to come on and really helped us grab get legs and keep moving along and uh, we really appreciate that you know it's we're doing really good, you guys. We, we we love the support, but you could help us a little more if you give us a five star rating on iTunes uh, or any other Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you listen to it. Try to give us the highest rating you can. You Check know. it out, guys. There's a little box right underneath the episodes, and all you got to do is click on that fifth star, write a little review. It could be I'm following directions, or you know. I hate C's. Just so you know, <laughs> something, you know. Say something funny. Yeah, yeah. It's not for, you know, we're not struggling. It's not to stroke our egos here. It's to help these guys out. It's the algorithm is weird. I'm too old to understand how it works. Yeah. So, um, but it works. And if you click that five stars, we jump up in the charts and then we exactly, get more listeners. dude. And we love it. And it's been going great. Like I said, everyone, listeners have been jumped up dramatically. But uh, we love having Chris back on because he helped us a lot. So, uh, oh no, man, I appreciate it. Was know. the least I could do. The first, I, uh, first I heard of it, first I caught wind of it. I was like, "That's really cool." Yeah, dude, you it's, know, it's been fun. But now we're giving back to you guys. So we have a Q and A. We got a yeah. big list of questions, man, and we're gonna try to hit as many as we can. We are going to hit as many <laughs> as we can. Um, we're gonna try to hit them all, guys. So some might be a little bit more long winded than the others, but uh, yeah, we're gonna try to get you guys. Uh, there's about 150, 60 questions here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to get to at least 40 of them, you know? And uh, remember, so if you win, uh, Chris is going to actually... Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know you won, but Chris is actually going to hit you up and kind of set you up with a package you're going to win. What did you have in store for everyone that's going to win? Yeah, um, I put together five different little uh, swag packages there. Um, in each will be something from Salty Crew, something from Daiwa, well, some from Demiki, uh, some from us at Pearl Swim Baits. The Seas Candy Baits will be in there. Um, Warheads will be in there. Um, Demiki also uh, um, put some uh, lead heads that they have there for their little shad. Uh, what else do we have in there? Uh, Boat Burgers sent us a bunch of lanyards. You can put your uh, license in there, even though you don't need to wear your license above the waist anymore, guys. It's still pretty cool to know that it's there. Um, yeah. Uh, who else, who else am I missing? Um, shoot. I think that's everyone. Did you get Taddy too? Oh, and Taddy. Yeah. There Joey, Taddy lures, uh, real, real generous. there. uh, real good swimming irons that he sent over guaranteed swimmers there that you guys will be getting. So yeah, we'll pick the winners. Maybe not today, but over the next day or two. And, uh, on Monday when the show airs, we will let you guys know who won. And, uh, but beforehand we'll reach reach out to you and tell you that you won so it's a pretty cool bag man and i uh i really thank my supporters for that they were really generous in that regard so yeah definitely so now we're gonna jump into these questions guys do it here's the first one yo question for uh the podcast first time boat owner 20 foot center console launch out of san pedro and love to cruise and fish with the boys what are the top three accessories for a boat 
rod management, safety gear, or anything else because you don't know what you need sometimes. That's Adrian P. Uh, his IG is guy who can't catch fish. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I should <laughs> be guy who can't catch fish too. Um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, first-time boat owner, I probably wouldn't take it outside of the harbor for my first few fishing trips. Uh, you know, familiarize yourself with the boat, how fast it goes inside the bay and outside see how it performs um i would not really worry about uh rod management right now um uh definitely safety gear uh coast guard mandated safety gear uh flare kit and all that stuff you can get all that stuff at your west marines and the whatnot so yeah to answer that question uh let's not worry anything about fishing and, and let's make sure you're safe on the water first and foremost so for all you new boat owners um Get that stuff dialed. It's uh, it's a lot more important. Definitely. And you can probably check that on the internet and Google what the requirements are. It's pretty quick. Yeah, it's probably on the DFW website exactly. or, or the, the Coast Guard website, I'm sure. Great. Here's question number two. What's up, guys? This is Chad, CJ9000 on Instagram. Here's my question for C's. How did fishing have an impact on your sobriety, and did sobriety make your fishing better? Wow. This is uh, this is one I wanted to get into just a tad. Um. um yeah, uh, you know, I just uh, it, the clarity is there a little bit more than it. You know, uh, I when I'm when I'm in that other mode, I I, I didn't fish much or as good. Um, did you Did you ever drink when you're fishing? Oh, heavily. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm in a I'm in a twelve step type program, and um, it's really helped me out. It's just helped my fishing and uh, just just I'm just a shitty drinker. That's all. <laughs> You know, so, um, yeah, I guess it helps every part of my life, but no, man, I, uh, thanks for that question. There's, uh, you know, I get a lot of inquiries on that. So, uh, in the, uh, in the spirit of anonymity, I probably got to leave it there. Perfect. Perfect, man. Uh, number five, um, next question. Um, what is the gnarliest, most dangerous situation you have been in on the water and what happened? Thanks from Steve Tomlinson. Uh, I picked this one because uh, Mikey Lane, I hope you're listening, it was just him and I on his old <laughs> Pathfinder, and we went to Clemente, and I don't know, the weather just changes out there, and uh, we were fishing the backside, and when we came back around to the front, it was like victory at sea times 10. Damn. I think three miles off the island, I fell and broke my toe. <laughs> we're talking like you had to take your clothes off underneath your your foul weather gear because you're freezing because yeah. you're, you're you know you're you're cotton clothes are soaked and uh you know you're naked underneath your slickers uh, i think mikey said at one point what are we gonna do and i was like fuck man i don't know it lands that way <laughs> when we finally got around to cat which took four hours to get to cat fuck. uh we the cat flyer was coming back the the, the uh the catamaran and uh, we sucked diesel fuel and just putted home Followed. It's like seven yeah. hours with a broken toes gnarly I bet. Dude, oh, that must have God, fucking hurt, dude. Oh, it hurt. It, it was just sucky because it wasn't like all scary or nothing. It was just shit, Dang, shit, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's the next question. How long do you typically fish at a certain spot for a bite? And are you fishing different depths, parts of the water column, or just sticking to a certain cast and retrieve pattern? Uh, we didn't have a. If we don't have a name on you, we're going to probably message you back. I'll message you back on... Um, the uh, text message to get your name back, but remember when you do these, put your name at the end. Yeah, I, yeah a lot of there were some good questions I didn't pick because there was no name on them. There you go. So uh, I didn't know that he was going to get back to them. So yeah, <laughs> for future reference. All right, here's the next question: With saltwater bass fishing becoming more popular in the last few years, where do you see the quality of fisheries of the fishery going? I remember not seeing any other fishermen in some of the spots I go to regularly. And only to notice more and more people fishing now. <clears throat> I'm all for others getting into the sport, but do you foresee a potential negative effect on some of the smaller fisheries with pressure increasing? Rad stuff? Oh, I'm not going to read what he said, but hey, man, Kyle Credo, fucking great artwork, bro. And fucking really good artwork, bro. Killer, I'll give you that. Killer question, too. Yeah, um, good question. Great artwork. Check his artwork out, guys. He has fucking sick-ass artwork. I'll tell you what, man. Um, if you think there's a lot of pressure on the saltwater, you should go to a lake sometime. <laughs> oh, Jesus fuck. Christ, man. Southern California lakes, right? <laughs> they're not even lakes. They're reservoirs, you know? So, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's grown, and it's it's popular to fish now. It's cool, you know, quote-unquote. Uh, I don't think it's affecting the fishery much because uh, the people that have adjusted to a little bit more pressure, let's say, um, have have reaped the rewards. You know, a tournament 
fishing and otherwise. Uh, you know, uh, lighter lines, different baits, open more open minds. You know, um, so I think I mean for, for guys that really want to you know better their fishing, I think that uh, that it, it poses uh, a benefit to you. You know, to me at least, I have to figure out what I'm doing wrong now. You know, again, just got to step it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, but, yeah. and that's you know, yeah. granted, there, yeah, there's more and uh, things are more accessible, but still. You know, I, I like it as I, I take it as a challenge, you know? Yeah. Let's figure out a way to keep them going. You know, let me ask you a question and we'll edit this out. If Okay. So, uh, let me ask you a question I have. Are you going to fish SBS? Yeah. When? The, the soonest one I, Brian. Can, you guys are going to do it then? A hundred percent. Oh man. You're We're back, back at it. Huh? We're back. Fuck yeah, man. No. Put, and put that in there. Don't cut that out. We're fucking back. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not like cocky back. Like, no, I'm like, excited. excited like, fucking fish. rad, fucking dude. Fucking cool, man. Yeah. Fucking way cool. Because I always wanted to do it. So I did a few with other people. I asked Brian like a couple months ago. He was like, his his reply was like, fuck yeah. And, and that, yeah, I was like, oh God, fuck yes. Dude. And yeah. we're talking about these other baits and these new techniques we were just talking about with the pressure question yeah dude. and he's like really interested in throwing lighter lines now and and you know whereas before he really wasn't you know and so that fucking hypes me up too like right yeah 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 about fishing dude like or and and and, you know a different mindset to it you know especially when it's your bud dude you know know, you're good bud you know it's it's cool dude you I i feed off that stuff yeah definitely all right here's the next one it's uh Esvin Hernandez. I hope I pronounced uh, that. Oh, a good dude, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, the five-fish limit has helped our bassery, uh, bass fishery. Well, most practice catch and release. Some do harvest. Do you feel that a slot limit will further increase the fishery? Definitely. Um, uh, everybody's got to complain about DFW and, and, and how California manages their wildlife. You know, um, I don't, I don't, I won't get into the politics of it, but I definitely <laughs> think a slot limit should have been in order before a just larger size limit and less bag limit, you know, uh, even a slot limit with a couple, two, three months off, like, you know, is cool. Um, I think it works well with the lobster fishery, mm-hmm. you know, um, they manage that seemingly well. Um, so yeah, I, I, I am a proponent of a slot limit rather than a, uh, a slot limit and a daily take limit, you know, because uh, let's face it, calicos are delicious fish. I love them; they're delicious. Now, when you say slot limit, can you can explain that? Uh, a slot people? limit it means you cannot you can only keep a fish from uh, uh, thirteen inches to seventeen inches, right? Perfect. That's like that middle range harvestable fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything smaller is a baby, and anything bigger is smart enough to be big, so they can. Breed and make bigger fish. And we got trophy fish, right? Well, no, you get a lineage of okay. good fish. Yeah. You know, the, the 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 big ones are big ones because they're smart ones. Yes. So when they're babies, they're, you know, their chances are tenfold to be a smarter fish. Exactly. So that's where slot limit plays. Great. Great. All right. Here's the next one. Uh, what are your thoughts on braided line versus uh, monofilament and fluorocarbon? Um, you know, uh, I, I, I can't say exactly because none of my reels have... Monofilament on them, <laughs> not one. Um, and it's cool to let's talk about. You're a heavy line guy, right? Not necessarily. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I am a you know on my swim bait rods. You know anything seven foot nine to you know nine foot. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know we're 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 partying. That's the heavy yeah. gear. Um, but when I'm ask anybody that I fish with, I'm I'm Mister. Bring a little ninety size uh, Demiki Abyss out, and you know, on twelve pound with twenty pound line and yeah. this little spotty rod that's kind of slow, yeah. super fun. Definitely. You know, I watched Brian in a tournament catch a toad sand bass. It was like eight and a half pounds in two foot of water in the boilers on fifteen oh, pound or twenty pound in a spinner bait with a spotty rod. Amazing like that, how he dude. played it and it took line. It was cool. It was like a fish fight. Yeah. And then when I scooped it, I'm like, that's a toad. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Here's the next one, man. Uh, uh, sending my question for Cast and Craig podcast. Awesome podcast, love it. Thank you, appreciate it. Uh, keep going. My question is regarding fishing up tight on beaches and boating safely. You do read the wave intervals prior to pulling in tight. How can you recognize rogue waves approaching at a distance? What can a new skiff owner do to prepare for in safety fishing tight on the beach? Looking forward to the response. Thank you. Uh, uh, for a new boat owner, I would say stay, stay off the beach. Um, you know, I don't surf, so I don't, 
you know, I don't, I won't claim that I know everything about waves, but just fishing with surfers and having fished where we fish, you know, we, we have run-ins with those waves. So, uh, um, yeah, I would say stay away from them. Watch them from a distance. Watch what they do. Check the weather report. They usually tell you height and interval, and they're pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, waves are going to come in sets. One, two, three, maybe four or five. You know, that third and fourth one's going to get you usually. Uh, as, as far as a quote-unquote rogue wave, I've never seen one. You know, they happen, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, a rogue wave ain't going to get you. A uh, five-footer is going to tip your boat. About, right. Yeah. <laughs> That'll get you. So, yeah, stay out of that water for a while till you get more familiarized with your boat and your gear. Great. Here's the next one. Um, can you tell us the conditions you'd pick for surface irons uh, for Calico? Also, how do you pick the best swimming irons? This is Brian uh, Theo. Theo. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. Um, I, I'll take a, a quote uh, Matt Cobbs have told me. He said, uh, whenever you can throw the surface iron, throw it. You know, if that kelp's laid down, throw it. If there's some foam in there and you can get that jig in there, throw it. Throw it when you can throw it. And uh, if you dedicate throwing the iron all day, it, well, there won't be many, but you'll reap the rewards of uh, of a very good bag. So do you kind of compare that to like a big swim bait fish or freshwater? Not even. No? I mean, kinda it's weird because we joke about it that that's the original slide swimmer. Because yeah. I think, wow, wow, exactly. wow, 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 you know. And, uh, but, uh. No, I just, it's a good search bait, casts long, it draws bigger bites, it just does, I don't know what it is about it, it just draws, so yeah, uh, throw it early and often if you can. Great. Uh, next one is a two-parter. Uh, fishing a foam, is it fishing a form of mental therapy? If so, then how? Uh, absolutely. Um, I always say it's cheaper than a therapist, <laughs> you know, uh. It's stressful hooking up your boat to your truck. It's stressful putting gas in and deal with traffic. It's stressful launching your boat, you know, all the way till you get there. But when you're on that ramp and that truck hits reverse, <laughs> and you turn around and look back, and that boat's going backwards, man. Yeah. It's uh, there it goes, you know. And it's like that for eight hours after that. Definitely, you know, uh, and it definitely carries on into my into your sleep. And yeah, it all plays, man. It's for me at least. It's I don't know if it's therapy, but it's definitely therapeutic. But I feel like at the same time, to add to the question, or the answer, uh, your friends you're with, mm. they usually help you. Uh, you know, a lot of dudes I've uh, even met lately that I fish with, you'll talk about some shit and they'll be like, well, here's a kind of point of view. Sure. And you'll think, man, fuck, I didn't even think of that. You know? Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I fish with a very small group of people. You know, uh, you're out there for a long time with somebody better like them. Yeah, exactly. Um but uh, the guys I fish with, you know, some of us have opposite views. Some of us have identical views. But we all have this one view, and, uh, you know, we have a good time doing <laughs> it. So, yeah, yeah, you know. All right, here's the second part. Uh, what keeps you driven and passionate about fishing? For example, is it the next big fish? And that was Mike Nunez, uh, Mike Spent on Instagram. Um, I mean, fishing is uh, – there's fishing and there's catching, you know, like – I like catching. It's great. But fishing, I think, sometimes is so much more fun. Boating, Brian and I call it. We're going boating today. You know, we'll take the <laughs> yeah. boat out and, 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 and trim it up and take hammer that right throttle, right. man, and go, you know, and just enjoy it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, the, I, it, it excites me because I, you never know what's around the next cast. Man, I caught a great white shark two years ago, dude. Fishing yeah, dude. A-Rig for Caligos. Like, that was the wildest thing, dude. You know, you never know. And we always, you know, you hear it all the time. You can't, can't do that sitting on the couch, you yep. know? So that what drives me is, and dude, honestly, it's the final frontier, dude. We know more about space than we know about the ocean. Exactly. So, and I've seen that thing change and, and it get mean or, or get pretty <laughs> real quick. And you know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, she's the ultimate equalizer. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Here's the next one for you. Uh, if you had one bait to fish all day for Calico, what would it be? That's a great question. Yeah. And I, I picked that question. So, uh, Hands down, it would be a spinnerbait, a one and really? one quarter ounce spinnerbait. That's uh, I, I I don't want to affiliate any names to any baits. Uh -huh. I throw the war baits one ounce, absolutely, yes. and then if not that, I'm throwing the uh, revenge heavy duty one and one quarter ounce. That thing wow. is just it's the it's, it's, it's everything. It's the end all be all, dude. Yeah, everything. Wow, it's weedless. The calico eat it. It's deep for the sand bass. Yeah. If you want it to be, you know, fishes in the harbor. And the riprap, it fishes on the docks, it fishes in the eelgrass. Great. 
Um, here's the next one. I recently found uh, found that the found out the podcast. It's great. Uh, nice way to start the morning. Here's my question: What is the craziest, worst tattoo either of you guys <laughs> have, if any? <laughs> and when did you get it? Also, do you regret it? Are any of them related to fishing? LOL, bad tattoo stories are always funny. Uh, yeah, dude, I got a bunch of bad tattoos. I got a bunch that I had to cover up. But I'll tell you what, if you don't got any bad tattoos, then you ain't tattooed. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, we've all got some bad ones and some regrettable ones. Do you have ones. a fishing related, a lot of fishing related? Oh, they're, yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know. They're not like, 90% of them are either just screw off tattoos. Yeah. And the other ones are cover-ups, and the other ones are, like, a thought-out, like, Charles tattooed I did yeah. my back. You know, that's yeah. a, it's a big deal, you know? Yeah. Something like that. You know what I mean? Those are, those are, uh, and uh, my buddy James Real over at American Beauty, he did my whole front, mm-hmm. you know? And then Lucky, the tattooer, did all my legs and my that's thighs. Cool, you know man. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Um, good tattoos are, ain't cheap, and cheap tattoos ain't good. Yeah, I got all my tattoos are on my legs, and they're done by my one of my best friends. I grew up with. Was he a tattooer? Uh, yeah. He's the only... No, when he tattooed you, was he a tattooer? He started. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He wasn't a tattooer yet. Yeah. Now he is, uh, but I tattooed a uh, a band song on me with a shark, a great white. It says, uh, Spit It Out by Death Threat. No shit. Yeah. My kid tattooed me. Oh, we, that's we added this. Sick, yeah, dude. Um, look right there. That's nice. He did it with uh, him by himself with a rotary machine. It was Opie's. Opie uh, called him up. I'm like, yeah. I haven't asked my kid for years. Yeah. And finally he was like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. And I was like, let's go. He called up. He's like, yeah, I got an appointment in like 45, but if you can make it here, I'll set it up. Yeah. Set up the, uh, the station, dude. Yeah. Had my, you know, coached him through it. Did and it all that's himself. Your, that's your fit. Like, I have all my kids' names, so that's my big thing is each one. Sure, sure. Like my last Like, kids. we get people's names on it in case we forget them? <laughs> that's, that's the only well, name I have why? on me. You know why? I fucking put the first two kids on, on my shin, and I'm like, well, now I got to fucking do the third kid. So now his his name's Axton. Okay. And I just put an axe. Okay, I got you. I it's got cool. You. It's on the back of my cap. It fucking hurt. Yo, you know, I just got a text from James Real. Man, that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, that, I I got I got a lot of tattoos on my legs. But uh, other than that, they're all thought out. I didn't really just jump into them. Uh, here, here's the next one. Uh, when it comes to throwing swim baits. What conditions dictate what size you'll be throwing? I have seen Chris throw bigger eight to nine inch pearls, and I have always wondered uh, what are the key factors in deciding to go big. Again, put your fucking name on there. <laughs> yeah, anonymous person. Yeah, um, eh, you know, I just uh, you, you see six inch fish eating ten inch baits. You know, why not just throw a bigger bait? There's a bigger uh, profile to the bait. But I think uh, depending on what kind of bait you're throwing, my seven, eight, nine inches, they look smaller in the water. But uh, uh, at Pearl, we made the tail a little bit bigger. Like it's got a thumping action like like a crankbait. You can see a rod tip moving. So those uh, slender baits with that bigger tail, you know, uh, they they really call fish. You definitely, know? Yeah, definitely. So. All right, here's the next one. Um, would you consider our ocean fishery a fishing hotspot in the world? I picked this one because I wouldn't call it a hot spot more than a, um, we have real localized fish. Definitely. Okay. And, um, that's cool. And they're fish that, that fight and that, you know, eat lures and stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, and they're only here. Yeah. And that's rad. Yeah. Um, and there's like an inshore fishery, you know, I, yeah. I was just in Mexico, and I ended up fishing with uh, Nick Dragemeyer from, uh, he's got Los Barriles Sport Fishing on Instagram. Yeah. He's got it all dialed down there. And, um, yeah, there, too, on the beach, fishing, having fun, inshore, catching Cabrilla, you know. How was that? Oh, fucking, those fish are everything they (laughs) say. What were you throwing, everything out? Oh, God, dude, they, they destroy your life. Your gear, I watched Matt open up a 150 pound snap. You got cornholed <laughs> by one. You can't even turn the handle. They were doing fucking cartwheels when they ate so the if bait. You, if you could compare what it would be like over here to catch one of those, what would you compare it to? Like uh, two different fish, say like a yellowtail? Eh, like you know, calico, I mean, they, like they together. fight hard. Like, not like a, they're not ripping line, but no, we're no, fishing no. button down drag, no, you no. know, 100 pound liters, you know? Yeah. So you don't need to have drag. Mm-hmm. It's just like catching a. 12, 13 pound calico, dude, Damn, every time. man. Yeah. It's, it's, they just fuck you up. And they're yeah. cool. They're mean and they're just pissed. <laughs> Definitely. That's a, a good question. Um, here's the next one. Uh, how does, how, how does living in the gray correspond with a fishing lifestyle? And that's uh, Evan, uh, Mejia. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, if you're referring to that little thing I did with Oliver, um, I was just I had I had lost a big fish a few weeks prior to that, and big bluefin on the surface iron, and mm-hmm. a good friend of mine uh, told me that I was living in this black and white world, or I was catching fish or not catch the fish, you know, and where I should be just happy to have the had the opportunity to hook one. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Man, brother, you're living you're living in a black and white world, man. You should live in the gray more." So every time I uh, I find myself wanting these finite answers, I just come back to that, you know? And that's Definitely. where I think that plays. Definitely. <clears throat> All right, here's another one. Uh, I get the impression that Chris is very much a technical tackle guy and geeks out on little details and mods. So in regards to rigging a flashy swimmer on a uh, plastic, uh, pearl plastic, does he choose the Willow Blade or Colorado Blade option to change out the stock blades for something different? And why, uh, Christopher M? Um, I think this is uh, Chris M that I know. But if not, either way. Um, uh, one day I was out fishing with Jimmy the Stash, and, and Jesus, man, he had a flashy swimmer on, and I had the same exact color bait as he did, the same exact model, everything. Mm-hmm. And he got 10 to 1. No, fla- you, weren't 10 using, one. you weren't using a flashy swimmer. 10 to 1. No way. 10 to 1. I'm no idiot, dude. Yeah. And I don't buy into the hype. That fucking thing works. <laughs> and especially the last few years, we have bait that, that anchovy on the coast. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. But leave the willow blade on. That that Colorado, I don't know. You, you're fishing a paddle tail bait. Why would you put a Colorado blade on there? You know, we don't need any more thump than that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a good one. Uh, how do you balance your life from not being, uh, from not only being a father, business owner, and an angler? Uh, it's at Ricky Fish SD. You know, um, you know, uh, don't believe the hype, man, on the internet. I don't fish as much as it seems. I get one, maybe two days a week if I'm lucky. I don't think I fish for three weeks. Yeah. Um. So, but man, yeah, it's just like I said earlier, it's cheaper than therapy. Find your time, man. I, I'll go walking docks too still, you know, you go, I ain't yeah. above it, man. Yeah. I'll get up early and go to El Dorado. I ain't above it. Yeah. I hear you. I've been surf fishing lately, dude. Saw that. <laughs> saw that hammering them. Yeah. I try and do. I go and catch nothing <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. Like I know I'm not going to catch shit today at yeah. El Dorado Park in the morning, you know, with this lure, but that's what I wanted to go do. Yeah. You know? So yeah, you find time. You got a boat. You don't really find time. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, being a father and a business owner and all that stuff, that's just life, man. You know? Yeah. Find time to do some other thing. I'm sure you can find time to fish. Definitely. <clears throat> all right. Here's another one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to read the right. No, same one. My bad. Okay. Here's a good one for you. This is a funny one. Okay. I recently started. Well, hold following- on, hold on. You guys sent the questions in, and I had, um, I had Nick send them to me, and I picked these. So, if they're silly or stupid or funny, some are technical, some aren't. So, listen up. Yeah, this is a good one because uh, I think this is almost an Instagram-based uh, question too. So, uh, it doesn't say who it's from. Uh, so, I recently started following on Instagram. What is your background in fishing? And then parentheses really asking. Why do you get all the free shit that you get? Oh man, um, it's I I don't I, I didn't know if that one was tongue in cheek or not. So uh-huh. you know, hey, nobody likes the the uh, it's uh, you know uh, must be nice guy. So uh, free shit's cool, man. You know, uh, it's just I bought into everything. Was buying uh, Phoenix rods before they sponsor me. I'm yeah. buying uni butter. I was buying pearls, and now I got my own swim bait yeah. through Pearl. Yeah, you know, um, buy into it, man. Go fish hard. It's not about tournaments and just I don't know. Just go fishing. Go fishing. Fish hard. Fish hard. Yeah. Time on the water turns on the prop. Fish, fish, fish. If you're being serious about that question, if you're not. You know exactly how I get all that free shit, so stop it. Because you're a bad motherfucker, right? No, because it's called promotional staff, not professional staff. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's a good question because I feel like uh, sometimes Instagram is pushing Like I said, don't believe the hype. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's good to hear from a dude that I'm sure a lot of these kids look up to you. You're a great fisherman, dude. Thank you. And I do get a lot of free stuff. Yeah. You know, Um, but it's not at the... uh, it's at the expense of me taking time out of my life, like the Definitely. gentleman asked earlier. I hear exactly okay, what you're saying. Okay, to do this man. post, you know, and I, I'm not trying to sound like an ingrate, but 
you know, it's uh, some people ain't down for it, you know. Well, I, I, Betty's Q&A, you know, some some people get it a little too quick. Man, you better watch what you wish for, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, it's, uh, it's a steady. lot of work. I'm, all this is, I mean. Absolutely. Podcast. Every, every, yes, of course. Man. We have lives. He, yeah. A wife. He has kids. We both have children. Yeah. You know, things, you know. Yeah, and I want to thank everyone that messaged me about my son, uh, he just went through a surgery, a crazy surgery, man. Super and, cool, you guys. And uh, uh, big, big thanks to Woody, dude. One of the fucking coolest guys I've ever fucking met. Man, man. at Mutiny Dive Company. Yeah. That, that, or Mutiny Dive Co., I think yeah. it is, on Instagram. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been it's been a crazy trip, dude. And, like, that's why it's cool to have Chris back on because he's seen us grow over the last, I think, like six months of us starting to do this. And, uh, like I said, we're trying to get back, bro. Yeah, and, and, and me is, and Nick dude. talk on the regular, yeah. just about stuff, bouncing ideas, you know. And I don't got anything to do with this thing. Yeah, I think it's just so cool that I call him once a week and say, "Hey, man, great job again," you know. Yeah, and then so uh, just keep listening, guys. Like I said, and it's, it's, it's only just, getting better and cooler. Exactly, and we're gonna we have something good coming up in the future. You guys can be involved with so. And these top five questions, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, the bag is sick. You're gonna dig it. So here's a good one. Uh, this is a good one. If you had a choice to fish one rod, reel, and lure for that big one uh, for a calico bite, what would it be and why? Uh, you know, the rod and the, and the reel, that's all relative. Um, probably, of course, a swim bait rod, probably in the seven foot nine range, a little slower action. I mean, I want a heavy rod with a slower taper. Uh, a 300 size, in my case, it'd be a Lexa 300 HD. And uh, without a doubt, something with a lead on it, a lead head, be it a jig or a swim bait, slow and low on the bottom. Really? That's the way you catch wow. big ones, man. <laughs> um, and then if you get caught in the kelp, rip it out of the kelp, and then that's where the big ones live. <laughs> that's what I would do. Like a low rider, bro. Slow and low. Slow and low. That is the tempo. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I got all my big ones slow and low, all on either jigs or uh, lead-headed paddle hill swim baits. Wow. And that story will be coming up pretty soon, too. Nah, I don't think I picked it. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. Um, how important is gear ratio when fishing for calicos? Do you have a go-to gear ratio you use and just uh, slow the speed up or down to retrieve? Or do you switch it up when using lures like an SP minnow, weedless, or swim bait? Thanks, Greg Delgado. Well, it's a great question. It's man. a great question, but I picked it because you got it backwards. I fish the slow reels for the weedless and the swim bait. And really? that guy, I do. Dude, you want torque. Uh-huh. You don't want speed. Speed kills in that area. You can't turn the handle. How, you're all herky-jerky. Mm-hmm. That 5.3 to 1, just smooth as butter. You want him straight to the boat, dude. What about when you're burning it on the kelp? Are you just like faster? Burn it as fast as you can. If you have to, I mean, I'm, that you if you if you have to have one reel, yeah, I don't know. That's not part of the question. Yeah. Yes, I prefer a slower speed reel. Okay. For certain applications, but the applications he mentioned where he would fish a high speed reel are the actual applications I'd fish a slower speed Definitely reel. Makes sense. Makes you sense. You know, a single hook application is going to have a high torque, lower horsepower reel, mm-hmm. so meaning less gear ratio. Great. Great. Here's another one. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Uh, what is it about calico bass that you see that burns a passion for you to keep coming back? That is from Ryan Braider. Braid Doctor or something, I think. It's it Braid E D R. I don't know how to fucking say it. I'm sorry, man. 
Uh, berate her? Berated her, bro. Dude, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take it easy, guy. Um, what was the question again? Oh, the calicos. Uh, I don't what, know. What keeps you coming back? Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're rad. You know, they're super localized. Uh, you know, northern uh, central California to northern Baja. Um, so they're our fish and the outer islands, of course. They're our fish only. Um, the ones in Santa Barbara are f- short and fat and kick your butt. Um, the ones at Catalina are <laughs> ugly and not headed and kick your butt. <laughs> and the ones at Clemente are all pointy and slender and, and sleek and they kick your butt too. Yeah. You know, they're cool. They're just cool. Yeah. They're fucking cool. Fun, man. They eat lures. <laughs> A lot. Exactly. Uh, here's another one. Um, who was the biggest influence in your life growing up on cattle boats? And what uh, do you feel the greatest accomplishment thus far in your career is? That is JB387, John Oceanside. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't want to stroke anybody's ego, so I'm not going to name names, but you guys know who you are. All the guys I grew up with fished on the half-day boat before they were, you know, on the internet, just like I did. You know, and they're a couple years older than me. If quite, some are a few years older than me. All of them have been on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the best fishermen I know, you know, and some that you've never heard of. Um, you know, they still ride that boat today. You know, oh, no, yeah. they don't ride that boat. They they, they, they they sold that boat. That boat's gone. Wow. Yeah, it's a bummer. I wrote an article in the bite about it. And uh, a couple months later, they sold it. It was. You want to say what boat it was? Yeah, the Southern Cal. Wow. Yeah. You was, grew up on that. That's oh, yeah. Uh, we all did. All right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I got to give props to those guys, man, you know. Um, that's pre-internet, you know. Mm-hmm. When you can catch a yellowtail on a collar hook show, you're fucking pretty badass, <laughs> you know. Uh, here's another good one. Uh, what is your best San Clemente Island story? Bite, swell, sharks, military presence. Um, I got a couple. Um, fuck, there's so many there. I've got my arm ripped off like three times there in the same exact zone where I couldn't turn the fish. Wow. I'm a cornhold man. And I've caught some big, big, big uh, bass. And, um, now do you think they're bass or do you think they're, Oh no, they're bass. Them? Yeah. You're you, if, when you catch a big one, not like in close quarters, like when you got it, yeah. your rod bends a certain way. Mm-hmm. The guys have caught big ones. know it. it's an eight and a 10. On, on the same rod, it mm-hmm. looks completely... I've seen it. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 dude. Whoa, that's a fucking good one, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, they're all good ones. That's a real one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Clemente, man, fuck, dude. I've seen a million uh, zebra perch. The whole front side was yellow and black. <laughs> oh, le- uh, leopard shark spawning. Beautiful. In the, in the front side on the east end. Gorgeous. Yeah. Catching eight pounders in... 10 foot waves on the backside of them with lobster tails, uh, uh, antennas sticking out of their mouth and still eating the iron, you know, dude. gnarly stuff, dude. It's, yeah. That place is feral as fuck. <laughs> awesome stories, man. And the, the experiences you, probably Oh, I can go on and on, yeah. you know, but you know, that's yeah. that. Yeah. The, that place is cool. But you know, I, I find shit that's on the beach way cooler. Do you? Oh yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, here's a good one. This is from Lewis, uh, Lewis M. Scholes. Wanted to hear the story of Chris fishing with Justin Reynolds, Dwayne Diego, Randy Spazer, and Michael Folks on the episode of Inside Sport Fishing. Sounds like a really rad story. Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to take a couple minutes on this one. No problem. Um, we got Barrett Lake to ourselves before it Damn, opened. dude. That must have been so awesome. They were just done spawning. They spawned a little early that year, so they were off the fry, too. Like, some were on fry still, some weren't. It was just fucking biting. <laughs> um, we had, for we filming for Inside Sport Fishing, I think Dwayne and Justin. Well, Dwayne was the talent, along with Justin. No, it was Dwayne and, 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 and uh, 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 Michael fishing, and uh, Justin filming them, and then... Uh, uh, Randy and I on another boat filming them and me. And uh, I'm not sure if that was like a week or two before Michael was diagnosed with throat cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember at noon, I mean, it poured rain for the minute we got there, but fucking it was all topwater fish. Abby, we, I, I, I'm not even going to tell you a number, dude, because you're going to be like, that's silly. Yeah. The, yeah. the five of us caught well over 500 fish. Wow. Uh, they're all pure northern strain. You know, they yeah. fucking fight, dude. Oh. 
Oh, God, there's stories about that day. I can go on forever about the, the Roomba bite and Dwayne do like a disco. Oh, just oh, silly. Um, just just memories that you'll never forget, man. And that was one of those moments. And, and at noon, we went to have lunch, and I made lunch. I made these really nice cold-cut sandwiches. And my, Michael or I asked him, like, you ready to go? You know, he was soaked to the bone. He had like, he, just, he didn't expect that kind of weather. You yeah. know, his, but he was, we were all soaked. And uh, he was like, fuck no, dude. They said we could have it till sundown, right? So he fucking fished till sundown. He fished a Lobina popper all fucking day old school, wow, dude. dude. Roped him. Ro- oh, what a day. What a fun day. What a magical day. And then he got sick shortly thereafter, and uh, he beat it, you know. And Michael's such an awesome human, man. I love you, bud. Uh, you too, Kim. You guys are rad. I hope you're listening. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, they're really good people, man. You yeah. know. Cool story, dude. Super, super cool memory to have. Yeah, it's not you even know? a story, you know. It's just one of them things, man. I was just lucky enough to get the phone call, you know. Yeah. So this question is for the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, I only picked that so you can read that shit. <laughs> it says that. It does. It does. But hey, legends aren't alive, right? So fuck, I'm not no legend. <laughs> I'm a legend in my own mind. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever get tired of chasing trophy bass? Once you fish every spot with every bait countless times, I know salt is a lot more unpredictable than freshwater fishing, but I see this happening a lot with the OGs in freshwater game. They know their spots and they fish so well. It takes uh, the fun out of it when there really isn't any uncharted territory left. If so, what trophy fish would you start chasing next? And that's Johnny at Johnny D on Instagram. Um, if you think there's no uncharted territory, you're tripping, dude. Brian and I always talk about it. Go, let's just take the break wall, for example. However long it's been there. You think every cat every has touched every crevasse, every <laughs> fucking cave, every hole in that break wall? Absolutely not. Yeah. There's got to be a one-by-one one inch of, like I say when we go to Clemente, we probably drove over a minute-sized piece of Pacific Ocean that no boat perhaps has ever traversed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final frontier. Yeah. So absolutely not. No, fuck no. I'll never get all that. Never. It's tired, dude. Like I said, just boating and the, the excitement yeah. and the adventure of it, it just doesn't get old. Definitely. <laughs> all right. Here's, a, here's the next one. Uh, when fishing the kelp and PV, what you're a pro at. This is your spot, right? Fuck no, pro, dude. <laughs> uh, have you found there's a certain depth that holds bigger fish than others? And if so... What depth have you found is the most productive? This is Donald Sanders. This is a DS attack route, which he has some cool swim baits. He does. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I picked that one because it's a cool question. Yeah, and he makes cool, cool baits. Shit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, some years they're out in well, – I was out with Matt Peters, and uh, I caught a good one, like an eight- or nine-pounder, uh, out in like 60 feet of water, out way out wow. there. And the kill's kelp out there, but mm-hmm. – and I've seen Brian catch him in five feet of water. I don't know. You just, you know, you go, go to, you think, you know, you know, uh, we, we still don't got PB figured out. You know, every time we think we got it figured out, like current's going to go this way and the wind's going to go with it. And we're going to go there and kick the fucking piss out of them. Yeah. You get there and you catch nothing. Yeah. It's trippy. Yeah, PV's the ultimate equalizer, dude. I call it California Island. If you ever seen it coming back from Catalina, it looks like it's on Island yeah, yeah. and it fishes like Catalina on its worst day. Yeah. I've been there. Gosh. Lately, I've been trying to fish it more. and It's coming. It's, it, it was it, fun. It's I not, caught I mean, a I mean, couple it, little... I'm learning, like I tell everyone, I'm learning all this shit as I go. So I was throwing uh, some McGarry's swim baits on the flashy, you know, uh-huh. owner. And I got... I never felt the bite. And Jeff leaves and took me out and showed me the you bite. swung on him. It was fun. It, dude, but you, those, did you swing on him? Yeah. Of course. And you missed him. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But I need to think of it like a frog almost. Like, no, why you, you let, let it take it, down? Just, you know? just, you just yeah. delete it. And it was fun, dude. I didn't catch. We didn't really catch shit, but just well. Those, that's what you do if you, you don't catch shit. Those are so fun, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what. The next time you go throw a blade. Yeah, I know. Really. I'm telling you. Yeah. Hey. I'm telling you. <laughs> Listen to this guy over here. He's giving you tips. Everybody. What do you mean? They asked earlier. If you had one one lure, what would you <laughs> throw? Blade. A spinnerbait. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. Uh, what is the greatest threat to the future of fishing today? Environmental changes, uh, environmental politics, access closures. Are the internet and social media's erosion of the fundamental knowledge and techniques? Mike Belk. Um, Great question, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's that's more of the bureaucratic side of things. I mean, I don't know uh, you from the next guy, so I don't know what you you know how old you are, how young you are, if you really understand what the MLPs are about. Um, but they're not about fishing, so 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's some special interest groups. So, yeah I, yeah, I I don't know what the future holds. In the meantime, yeah. you know, I'm going to fish tomorrow. So. <laughs> Live for today or tomorrow. Uh, here's another one. Uh, again, put your fucking name on. Have you fulfilled your bucket list of places and fish to catch? Oh, God, no. There's so many more, man. Ugh. I'm scratching the surface. I mean... I'm not, I haven't even caught every fish I want to catch in the USA. <laughs> you know, I get to catch a peacock bass here. You know, oh, man, uh, I want to catch one so bad. I've had them in my fish tank. They're gnarly. Yeah. Um, man, it looks sick, man. Fish tank. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that <laughs> thing's coming together pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, no, 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 dude. My bucket list is so, it's endless. It's endless. Yeah. You know, uh, really right now, it's I should be in Fiji with Dwayne. You know, but I just had some business things I had to take care of here yeah. at home. So, Fred too, bro. Next, yeah, week, Fred's uh, going next week, and and uh, all the homies are going. Jay's going, and uh, you know, uh, like that guy asked earlier, how do you balance it? This is how you balance it. You just kind of fucking FOMO. You're yeah. missing out, and you just got to suck it up and deal with it. Because you bet, ah, man. You know, some things are more important than fish. Yep. All things are more important than fish. Podcasting, yeah. <laughs> Not really, guys. You're gonna but... get rich. <laughs> um. Here's another one for you. Uh, this is our only uh, woman question from a woman. Hey, guys. This is uh, Luana uh, Lalu422 on Instagram. Hope it's not too late. And she comes up with fucking funny ones. She did last time, too. Uh-huh. Oh, I see it right here. <laughs> I, I want to know uh, your true thoughts on sin. Is it worth my fingers smelling like shit? <laughs> Also, what is a Parker and a fucking funny emoji? <laughs> yeah, um, God, I, I'm trying to think who this is. Uh, she, her, her husband uh, won the uh, fishing with EB. He won the last. Uh, I think it's her husband. So we had the last Q and A with EB and uh, Danny from Harbor Creepers and her. I don't know because uh, that last part. <laughs> that's an inside joke. That's, oh, is it? Yeah. So she might know you, huh? No, no, no. It's, I'm thinking it might not be a woman. <laughs> it might not be her. It might be a perpetrator. Because <laughs> that's. A, I'll tell you that joke later. <laughs> but uh, funny. Hey, funny I want. I want. There's this one I, I didn't write on the thing, and I wanted to answer. Um, it, this gentleman. There was no name, but uh-huh. um, was wondering what would be all around go to replacement hook for trebles on hard baits for calicos um it's the owner's got a new hook so i i I pro staff or owner too they got this it's a st 56 if i'm not mistaken i'm gonna look at the internet right now and um so it's a uh it's it looks like a well it is a lighter wire hook um but for whatever reason I can't bend these things out, you know, like yeah. even torquing fish off them, you know, um, they're made for salt water. Um, uh, let's see. Is it the 56? I'm going to find out right now for you guys. We're going to edit all this shit out, yeah. but it'll be quicker than it is right now. Yeah. Are you um, have a fucking Jeopardy music? <laughs> no, they're not the black chrome. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to really answer this question. Hold on one second. We got some a couple that came into that pretty good. What do what do you got? Uh, here's one. It says, "I want to ask Chris in his fishing experience. Does he believe that turns in the prop or hours on the spot have been more productive, and why?" Victor Perez, three uh, RD. Oh, absolutely. There's no there's no substitute for experience. Period. 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 Um, you don't. I don't care how much Instagram you you dissect mm-hmm. you, you get to the 10th degree you know good luck still got to catch them i can tell you where i can tell you exactly where i caught all my fish let's go <laughs> still gotta catch them and do if you, you do rad oh uh, uh real quick um anyway let's go i'm gonna go back to that question real quick yeah i'll redo it no oh you read it to me 86 86 okay all right here's another question uh hey was wondering what would be uh all around 
go-do replacement hook for trebles on hard bait calicos. No, no um, name on that. And we'll find it. Like I said, we'll find these. Yeah, out. I hope you're listening because uh, all you that are listening, uh, <laughs> owner just came out with. I, I, I pro staff for owner as well. Uh, S S as in Sam T as in Tom forty six S T forty six. It's a saltwater version of the forty one. Okay, so it's only two X strong, but they're better than like the factory treble hooks. You know what I mean? Um, short strengths, short shanks, real strong, super sharp. Um, and they don't got that black chrome finish that seems to like as soon as that black chrome comes off, the the, the hook wants to break. So uh, yeah, ST forty six, and make sure you change your split rings as well. <laughs> what do you change this to? I don't know. So the whatever it depends on what size the bait is. You know, yeah. from a four to a you know two. Yeah. Great, and I have some questions. Yeah, since go for you're it. back on. Uh, let's talk about your boat, bro. You got a new fucking boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, unfortunately, my friend Keith Michael had to sell his. Uh, <laughs> His 18 and a half Key West, it's one of the most sought after hulls, and yeah. uh, we got it for a really good price. Uh, we pro staff for Mercury, too, so we had a fairly new Mercury, Brian and I, on our uh, Crest Liner. We took that off. How many hours did your Mercury have on You it? don't even want to know. We've had that thing for like three years. It had like 11,000 hours on it. No way. Not 11,000, but something but I'm like, ridiculous, I'm like, dude. Me, myself, I'm like, uh, I told Seth, I'm like, hey, you want to go Diamond Valley next week? Why? I'm like, I got to take it to get service. I'm like, oh, I haven't took it. I have a lot of hours on my engine. I bought my boat three years ago. How many? I'm like 192. Oh, dude, no. We had like 4,000 or something like that. Something ridiculous. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. We we go fishing, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we maintain it. That's good, yeah. And, uh, you know, Rob at Quality Performance Marine does a great job yeah. of all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's rad. We we threw that on there and uh, throw a new trolling motor on there next week. Not that it needs one, but. What size? Uh, The big one. Oh yeah, 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 111 pounds handle. Oh yeah, the, the the yeah yeah that's right. Yeah, I had fucking issues. With I don't mine. like I don't like a tiller. Uh, I like a foot control cable steer. Uh, that's my style. But mm-hmm. this boat doesn't have the. Uh, it just it's not rigged for that. Yeah. You know? So um, yeah, right now that's what we got. We're running that, and uh, pretty soon, uh, you know, hopefully sooner than later, uh, I put the deposit down, but I'll be getting that 25 skeeter here. So wow, we'll man. talk about that another time. <laughs> You're all about it. So are you, you going to fish in, from this one from the SBS? Though you're going to. Oh have... yeah, this thing's going everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. This boat goes everywhere. Have you took it anywhere yet? Far yet? Not, not was... far yet. No. We got we dialed the thing in, dude. Yeah. Sea decks hooking us up and all this stuff. So yeah. Oh, it's going to be all hooked up. On... Oh yeah. Oh, you'll man. see what's done, dude. I'm not, I don't want to blow the load right now. Yeah. No. It's I rad, dude. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, what fuck, else we man. got? We get we hit up all the questions, dude. Thanks again for listening, guys. Check out Chris at LBCs on Instagram. Uh, a lot of great pictures. We want to thank all the people that helped donate. Salty Crew, Pearl Swim Baits, War Baits, Daiwa, Taddy Lures, Boats and Burgers, Demiki Fishing, and of course, uh, big help has been a Performance Tackle. You guys need anything, go check out Performance. Check out Joe, one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. He'll tell you everything you need about fishing. Um... <clears throat> And again, give us five stars if you can. Really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Later.